Hey friends, welcome back. This is Dr. Sherry, your host of Thriving Thoughts. I'm so excited to have you back this week. The music that you're listening to in the background is from my dear friend, Derek Kretzer of The Plate Scrapers. You're going to want to check him out. I have the link in the show notes for you. And every week, I have candid conversations with remarkable women, and Kimberly Lynch is no exception. Kimberly is a writer. She has a self-described deep interior world. And I can relate to that. And I'm sure there's a lot of you ladies out there that can relate as well. Now, I know in our society, it's not very popular to be an introvert. In fact, we're kind of convinced that we're supposed to be an extrovert, right? Like that's the only way to be. Well, Kimberly, my dear remarkable friend, sheds some incredible light on just that issue. So you introverts, lean in. I'm with you. I'm one of them. I just occasionally masquerade as an extrovert, as you'll hear in this episode. So thanks for checking out the conversation with Kimberly today. Lean in, listen up, and enjoy. Hey, 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 Kimberly. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So glad you're here, and I'm glad to share you with the women that are listening. I'm excited to be here, too. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. So you had to find a sitter, didn't you, for your little one? I did, um, but I have a, a college student who had some free time, and she was more than happy to take the little guy. Nice. Imagine that, a college student with free time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Christopher? He just turned one digit last week. So he did he? Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I think I did see something about that on Facebook. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. How many do you have? We have six, believe it or not. Wow. Um, Our oldest are twins and they're nine. And then the little guy is one. So. Wow. That's a good span. Yeah. It's, I mean, Christmas time is awesome. And um, (laughs) we have have birthdays every other month, which is awesome. And uh, but wow. It's, it's busy. Do you guys have like birthday traditions in your family? You know, um, the one tradition that we keep going back to is everybody walks into Martin's supermarket together and we all pick out yeah. a cake and the, the, okay. ba- the baker just kind of looks at us with big eyes and um, <laughs> and we all settle on one cake. And Who's this troop coming in here to exactly. pick a cake? Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's so excited for the, the sibling, the birthday sibling. It's it's really sweet. That is really, really cool. Yeah. That's that's really special. I love that. So thank you, uh, Miss. You have like tons of responsibility in taking care of this huge family. So taking this hour out of your day to share with the women and with me, I'm just so grateful to you for that doing that. My pleasure. Yeah. So um, you and I crossed paths, I think because of your passion for and your uh, gift for being in the writing world. Yeah. Is that is that right? I, I think so. Yeah. So I joined Hope Writers. Um, oh, yeah. In October. And then I found out that you are a Hope Writer. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And we live in the same little town. We have a lot of Hope Writers in this town. Do we really? We do. I know at least three others. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. So tell us about um, writing for you. Like why why is writing your, or is it even, I might be putting words in your mouth, I don't know, but it seems to me like writing is your passion, writing is your gift. So can you like tell us a little bit about that journey and your why behind that? Yeah, so I, um, I was a teacher for over 10 years 
Um, and then when I had kids, um, you know, I stayed home for a little bit and I found out about blogging and this is like when it was still pretty new and, um, I just kind of shared some, some of my musings on the internet and, Uh um, you know, I, I I love that musing musing. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. And, uh, a lot of it were, was like, you know, parenting misadventures and, um, okay. But it was such a good mental outlet for me. Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, after I'm sweeping up Cheerios and changing <laughs> diapers, and uh, at the end of the day, giving, there's like giving of you all day long and exactly. not really, not really even, I mean, you know, even if you as writers, as creatives, we have thoughts. But I mean, when you're going from one thing to the next, like you're talking about, it's really hard to capture those. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you did that at the end of the day then? Yep. The kids were in bed and I just started typing and it just felt so good to just wow. do something grown up and then, uh, and yeah. publish. And, um, yeah, and that's something the kids can't dismantle and they can't touch. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it publish it's, it's, it's done. That's- that's hilarious. No need to like put it in an off limits room or up on a high shelf. It is out there safe in the cyber world. Cyber world right? Exactly. So that's fantastic. Now, how long ago did you start blogging? Do you remember that? Um, it was either 2012. No, it was earlier than that. Um, because my oldest, the twins were like infants. So I think it, I want to say it was 2011. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Which is really funny because I started blogging myself in 2013. Okay. So, you know, seven years ago doesn't seem that like that long, but the funniest thing is I was talking uh, about that process with a friend like last week or maybe a couple weeks ago. And, um, I was like, yeah, I used to have a blog and I posted every week and then it kind of turned into a vlog. But um, I was like, I'm just going to go on Google and see if it's still there. And it is still there. Like it's still out there. And I'm like, it's incredible that that stuff that I wrote years ago is still out there. Is your stuff still out there? You know, I think it is because there were some pieces that I wrote that I really liked. And I, you know, since then I've gotten a new computer. And so I was trying to find the specific post and it's there. If you search for it, it's there. So what's the, what's the name of your old blog? Do you, do you dare tell us? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually had two. Um, but the first one was, uh, I believe it was called Catholic working mama because at the time my twins were toddlers. I was teaching full time and, uh, I just think there are a lot of women that could relate to the the craziness. Um, yeah. And then when I decided to stay home, we had a few more babies and it didn't make sense <laughs> for me to work. Um, right. I started a different one because Catholic working mama didn't really fit. And okay. uh, it was French. I was a French teacher and it was okay. called uh, La Joie Inentendue. Um, Ooh, which, that sounds super fancy, girl. It's, yeah, it's fancy, and but it's not really a great title to like find it easily, <laughs> right? Um, because I'm like Le Joie, like I yeah. like I got the L A J O I S, I guess. There you I go. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it means joy unexpected. So, Ooh, um, I love that. Yeah. Well, joy unexpected was already taken, so I had to get creative. But yeah. yeah. So that was So that's really cool. So why yeah. Joy Unexpected? Um well, 
for the first unexpected part, we had twins right off the bat. We were hoping for a baby. <laughs> unexpected. Joy. And unexpected, it was like, nope, you're getting two. The two for one deal. Right. Uh, so two that for was unexpected. one. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had, we wanted a big family, but I think, you know, they came quick. Um, yeah. And it, it always kind of takes you a little bit by surprise. You're like, oh, all right, well, here we go. Um, right. But, you know, as much as, and I think this is such a, a sad commentary on how our society views children. There's mm. so many thoughts about how much work it is and how hard. It oh is. yeah. And yeah. that is absolutely true. Um, mm-hmm. But there's so many moments of joy um, that you just, yeah. you just have to embrace. Otherwise yeah. it will be hard and, and work and yeah. stressful. Well, and you know, I was just, just talking about that, like um, the, the, and I'm going to, st- I'm just making this up off the fly, but essentially, you know, the, the, there is a cost, there are consequences to love, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And there are joys, there are unexpected joys to love. Exactly. And, and the truth is that you cannot have the unexpected joy without the hurt and the painful consequences of loving. You, yeah. you they, they cut, they're a package. Yep. Right. Yep. And so like when you're talking about, yeah, it's hard work. It's well, you know, marriage is hard work. Yeah. Friendships are hard work. I yep. mean, if you're really in it, <laughs> right, it is hard stuff. It, and I think that's one of the lies that um, kind of I don't know where it comes from, but like life is not supposed to be easy. Yeah. It's Ex- yeah. You know, relationships aren't supposed to be easy. Kids are certainly not supposed to be easy. I mean, if they were, you wouldn't have to put plugs in the outlets to keep them from electrocuting themselves. And, you know. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. So what are – um? so can you speak to that for just a minute? Like when you say kids are a lot of hard work and they bring a lot of joy. Can you give us a couple examples of both um, of those? Yeah. So um, the mornings at our house are absolutely crazy when we're getting ready for school because, yeah. um, you know – and we've all been there. Some kids don't want to get ready. They don't want to get dressed. They'd rather stay in their jammies. Um, someone yeah. spills the cereal. Someone, <laughs> uh, you know, there's always one kid who can't find their shoes. And yeah. it, no matter what you do the night before, yes, I know we have to prepare and we can, you know, get ready as much the night before. Yeah. Um, something inevitably goes wrong <laughs> in the yeah. morning. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it makes me want to rip my hair out sometimes. But then when we're actually in the car <laughs> and, and we're driving to school, this is like one of my favorite moments of the day. They just start asking questions or they just start making observations. Um, wow. Like we come over this one particular hill, you know where I'm talking about AS, the AS Rhodes school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, it's just this beautiful vista and. Yeah. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. Right over the bridges there. Yeah. Yep. yep. And they're, they always comment on like the cloud formations because sometimes the clouds get kind of stuck in the valley. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Or there's usually deer by the time we, we pass by that open field there. Wow. And they're always just so like in awe. And it reminds me, mm. you know, as adults, we kind of like, oh, it's deer. Watch out. They're going to run into my car. But they're like, look. Yeah. They're so beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Or, yeah, or, or they, they remark on like sunbeams 
just reaching through the clouds and they're and we have a little uh saying that when we see sunbeams it means that god's touching someone or, or speaking to someone and so oh. they're like oh god's having a conversation oh um, i love that sunbeams conversation yeah. sunbeams yeah and it's it, it's just so much innocence and and kind of the innate joy um, you know, and I think you're speaking to something that, um, I am not a mom, but I, I certainly have a lot of friends who are, and I think you're speaking to something that's, um, key for a lot of them that I've talked to that, um, just, I'm going to extrapolate from the hope writers, uh, mantra of, you know, writing in the cracks and writing in the, in the yeah. chunks, you know, yeah. so you can fit writing in the cracks and fit writing in, in chunk time too. And I think a lot of times, um, man, our families are so busy. The kids are busy with activities, with school, with mm -hmm. whatever. We're busy with work. Um, th there's just so many demands, you know, we're pulled in all different directions. And so I know a lot of moms struggle to um, feel like they're having quality time with their kids. Mm -hmm. And and I think you can speak a little bit more to that, but what my, my, um, commentary, what I just got from what you shared is that you just have quality time in the cracks there in the car on the way to school, you know, yeah, not yeah. like purposefully not turning on the radio or, um, you know, not having devices in the car. I don't know what you do to facilitate that conversation, but maybe you can share with us how, how you steal quality time with your family. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And especially when we have, um, you know, so many, our other, you know, challenge is trying to find quality time with, with each child individually. And, and so mm. at any moment that you can um, find to do that is, it's so life-giving for them. Um, yeah. But, you know, one time my, my son came down, he got battle, the game Battleship for Christmas and uh, I'm mm -hmm. cooking dinner and he just kind of set it up and he's like, will you play Battleship with me, mom? And, and it oh. was, you know, that, that sort of thing is, um, he loved that. And even though I was, you know, a little distracted, he just wanted to spend time with me. Um, yeah. and I, I think the other thing going back to our conversation in the car is, um, you know, not forcing it because then it's, it's superficial mm. and it's, it's not mm -hmm. organic. And, and so if I were to say, you know, what, tell me something you learned in school today, sometimes uh. that evokes discussion or like. Um, or I'll say like, tell me, I'll just give them a prompt. Sometimes it evokes discussion, but other times, you know, they might just not, they, they yeah. don't want to talk. Um, cause it doesn't. So just like being at peace with the, with the, um, grabbing it when you can and mm -hmm. not being distressed when it doesn't happen. Right. It, yeah, exactly. I know, um, a lot of parents really value the family dinner time. And, yeah. um, and that is valuable, but the conversations that come of it have to be the, the, like my kids go to a Montessori school. And one of the things that Maria Montessori, um, says a lot is let the child lead. And yeah. so, okay. um, like let, let my son talk about his love for trains or, um, let my daughter open up and tell me about how she learned prime numbers in school and she's feeling, mm. she's feeling really good about it. And, um, yeah. but if you let them kind of take the lead there, they're going to feel so valued and mm -hmm. important, uh, as opposed to, you know, a, a robotic yeah. question and answer session. 
Yeah. So what would you say to a mom who says, that sounds beautiful, Kimberly? That sounds amazing. I would love to do that. But how do I do that? How do I let the child lead? I mean, for us, it's been, um, we do spend a lot of time in the car with all the activities that we do. Um, You know, if someone points out something they see, uh, hey, look at that cloud. It looks like a rabbit to me. Or, mm-hmm. um, or in the fall, oh my goodness, that tree is such a beautiful red. Did you see that? Um, yeah. You know, they kill, children are great observers and yeah. um, they, you know, they just need a little, uh, just a little like, hey, look at that. Um, and then they- Or, I, you know, I would take that one step further, Kimberly, and I don't know if you guys have rules on- you know, or not rules, but beliefs and practices, mm-hmm. I guess is a, our better phrases about electronics. Yeah. Um, but, but here before, you know, my thought is just picturing you and your kids in the car, the only way kids can make observations or make spontaneous conversation about cloud formations in the sky is if they are not otherwise engaged. Correct. Yeah. So we, um, you know, we don't have any, dvd or or movie going on in the car Um, okay occasionally i will play a podcast uh that's for kids um there's a great one Uh called wow in the world it's all about science and it's wow in the world yep it's produced by npr and the two hosts are they're super quirky and funny and um it's it's really well done so we'll we'll listen to that especially if everyone is like you know especially at the end of the school day they're like okay let's listen to this um, which could could provide fodder for future spontaneous absolutely. discussions. Yep. Yeah, sure. Yep, yep. Um, they, my kids, don't own a phone, and they're frankly, I think okay. they're too young anyway. Um, okay. Well, your oldest, you said, are nine, right? They're nine. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, and and even when we get home, we kind of have an unspoken rule that during the school week, we don't turn on the TV. Um, oh, wow. Well, there it's there's first of all, there just doesn't seem to be enough time because once <laughs> we get we get home and, uh, you know, we have a snack and then usually there's some activity that someone has to do um, yeah. or we're getting ready for dinner. And yeah. after dinner, we get washed up and we go to bed there. You know, right. the TV just kind of sucks everybody in. And it's, yeah, you have to like. um I don't know what the word is, but uh, when you turn it off, you have to like reintegrate into the real world a little bit. Uh, I find. <laughs> no. Oh, that's, that is so true. And, you know, I was just listening to another podcast the other day talking about how, um, with, you know, it's like with Netflix binging or anything like that, like very often people will just turn the TV on and it's on in the background. It's yep. just, it's just on, but our brains still are very distracted by that activity. And so, I I mean, I think it's probably, you're probably in the minority um, of families who don't turn the TV on during the week. Well, we we actually moved our TV from the living room area into, we have um, an extra bedroom that we've kind of made the playroom. And so if you want to go watch TV, it's like upstairs and in a corner of the house. It's not in a communal living area. Um, Yeah. And we don't have cable either. So if they want to watch yeah. a show, it's it's got to be intentional. I want to watch, you know, yeah, Cat in the Hat or Curious George. Um, right. They have to choose it. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, 
is it you know does every week in and out and every week out do we follow that rule no there are some times when sure i'll sure. see them turning on the show but especially you know we but in general in that's general. your expectation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. So, but okay. So here's the other really beautiful thing that I'm hearing is that when you set yourself up to be free of distraction to really, I mean, it sounds like you guys just really practice being in the present with one another, with whatever's going on, which I think is really beautiful. But when you do that, you also open up the doors to creativity. And as a writer, I mean, I find that too. I find that I create the most meaningful aha moments and messages that I want to share with people through the written word when I'm in quiet, when I'm out in nature, like on a walk with my dogs. Oh my gosh, I have so many epiphanies on walks with my dogs. It's like crazy, but I would never have that if I'm sitting there and I do, I'm guilty if I'm sitting there at night binging, you know, criminal minds or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it, where do your true. creative spaces, where are your creative spaces, I should say? Um, I think nature, like what you said, is is a big um, inspiration for me. I, you know, going for a walk um, or even like in the fall or spring when our kids are doing soccer or, or baseball, we're outside anyway. I, I just yeah. get all these thoughts kind of in my head. And then when I get a chance to sit down at the computer, it just kind of falls out of my brain. Um, yeah, I, I, I love, I'm a people watcher. I love not, not in a weird way, but just like, I love coffee shops and just witnessing (laughs) who comes in and out. Um, that's just, that's who I am. That's, that's my introversion. Um, but well, that's your gift. That's your gift, right? That you learn from everything that you're watching. Oh, your superpower. Tell us about that. Um, well, so I read this book recently that was, um, mind-blowing and it it's called uh the highly sensitive person i think it's called um and it just spoke to me in such a way because i've taken the meyer myers briggs personality test um there's another uh temperament system where there's like four temperaments and all those personality things i always find that i fall into several categories Um, Uh but this particular book i read it and i was like this explains everything and one of the everything yeah it just explains you know um why i'm such a people pleaser or it explains uh why i'm cautious to enter a room full of people mingling um Mm. why i'm like so in tune to those observations in the coffee shop or on the soccer field and one of the things the author um, drives home is that for so long in my life, I've thought that introversion is my flaw. It's my greatest flaw. Mm. I'm not. Say that girl. Oh man, I know you're hitting home with some people. Yeah. I mean, our, our culture really, um, I think is, is for the extroverted, you know, salesman or the, or the extroverted yeah. speaker or, yeah. um, yep. you know, and so as an introvert, you're, I was, constantly being told like, you need to open up more. Uh, you need to talk more. Mm. You need, you, you know, need to, right. As right. though, as though you're, you are not created perfectly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but this book really drove home the fact that it's not a flaw. In fact, it's, it's a beautiful gift. Um, yes. A superpower. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you know, okay. A couple of things there before you go on with that, Kimberly, that I, I love that you just said, um, in my experience, whenever one, you know, um, my specialty is up here in the mind, the mm-hmm. head of women and how we, <laughs> how we can berate ourselves without realizing it. Um, oh, yeah. but one of the lies that we tell ourselves all of the time starts with the phrase that you mentioned, which is you need to, or I need to. Mm-hmm. And I find that when we tell ourselves that we need to do something, we are trying to shove something in that's not supposed to be there. That's yes. not our gift. Yes. Like if if it was our gift, if we were drawn to it naturally, we wouldn't feel the need to do it. We would just do it. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. So, so that's I, – I love that you said that. And then the other piece that you mentioned about introversion, like – you're right. Our society sends this message that you're supposed to be well-rounded, right? You're supposed mm-hmm. to be basically everything to everybody. We're supposed to be a bunch of, I don't know, clones or something. And that if you don't fit into that, um, you know, gregarious, outgoing life of the party, that there's something wrong with you, that you don't have a place even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I've found something about myself I've found as I've gotten older, I, you know, I've taken tons of personality tests, but when I took Myers-Briggs years ago, um, I was like an ENFJ or something like Mm -hmm. that. But now I am, I am definitely an introvert who occasionally masquerades as an extrovert. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I've totally learned that about myself because like this podcast, you know, you would think, oh, that's, you know, extrovert, whatever. But the truth is then when I'm done, I'm like, okay, time for me, time, you know, time to sink back into me and my mind. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and we're, it is a spectrum, I think. And, and we, yeah. yeah, And I think we have to understand that about ourselves that once you have that self-awareness of who you are and, and how you kind of like function and, um, yeah, it's just so powerful to be like, okay, so this is what I need because I'm this way. Right. And, um, I mean, and then you can ask for what you need, but you have to know it first. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So what's that journey been like for you of self-awareness of discovering who you are and discovering your superpowers? Um, so I've always known that, I'm, you know, quiet, reserved, introverted, whatever. Um, and I remember talking with a therapist because I was experiencing some dark, dark moments, but she, I was lamenting to her about like this, the morning routine with my kids and how like, it just absolutely drains me. And Mm -hmm. she said, well, as an introvert, um, sometimes introverts need time to like, kind of get them get themselves charged up. You need to like, um, you know, it doesn't, you don't just like snap and you're in the mode getting your kids ready. You have to like, okay, we're going to do this. And it might take a few minutes. Plug yourself in a little bit. Exactly. And it takes some moments to kind of process what needs to be done. And uh, it it just kind of made me pause and I said, okay, so what else does that, how else does that affect um, an introvert? And so I started to dig a little bit it's not just about being quiet. It's not just about being socially anxious. Um, It's about having this uh, deep interior life 
And so that was also mm. like a light bulb moment. Oh, so maybe I need a creative outlet. So I do have a yeah. lot of mental energy that I need to yeah. channel somewhere. Yep. Um, and for a long time, you know, as a student and then, you know, working, that was my outlet. There's a lot of adult yeah. mental stimulation that um, I can get out in my work. Um, you mm -hmm. know, but when you're at home and like I said, you're taking care of all these little people, sometimes yeah. you need a place for it to go. So, um, and then writing all these musings and writing all these observations has, has been such a joy. And, yeah. um, and going back to the book I mentioned, the highly sensitive person, uh, the author talks about there's warriors in the culture and those are your extroverts. Those are going to, they're going to go out and they're going to defend your country and they're going to conquer the land. Um, yeah. And then there's kind of the, the wise advisors, you know, the, the gurus, the, the hermits <laughs> yeah. and uh, every culture needs those too. So, yeah. um, as, you know, sitting in the study, your pipe, you know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. um, you know, solving all of the world's problems just through thought. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so if I look at myself in, in that frame of mind, okay, so I'm not a warrior and I don't have to be, I have, yeah. I have other That's right. things to contribute. Yes. Yes. You, well, not only do you not have to be, but man, if you tried to be, we'd be losing out on the gifts that you really have because you wouldn't be spending time invested in those. Right. Right. Yeah. So you have this deep interior life. So I, I do too. Oh my goodness. I love how you said that deep interior life. Um, and so I, I've always said like, I learn and I get ideas from everything I see, feel, taste, touch, sense, yep. you name it. Um, and so I, so thank you for giving me a phrase to call that a deep interior life because that's what it feels like. Um, so because I have a deep interior life, I, um, that's, that's why God gifted me with this entire process towards thriving thoughts, because I understand what it's like to be in a, in a deep interior life and to have a deep, unhealthy interior life. You know, there's unhealthy ways of interpreting things and yeah. the lies that we tell ourselves. So for you, what have been the biggest challenges for you of having a deep interior life? Um, boy, that's a good question. Um, well, the, you know, the first challenge I would say is, is definitely finding a place to put all those thoughts yeah, because when you, oh boy, when you harbor all these ideas and all these, all this information, yes. it, it like becomes a storm. Yes. Sometimes, you know, it Ooh, needs that's to get good. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I think a lot of times, uh, like you said, the, I need to's can kind of mm -hmm. take over. Um, yep. Or, you know, sometimes all those thoughts, like they can weigh you down if, like I said, if you don't have an outlet. Um, yeah. To the point where, you know, you, for me, it was like, I can't think clearly right now. Like we, we moved to a new house um, about a year and a half ago and like sorting through boxes, I could not process what to, where to start, what corner of the house to set up first. And, yeah. and then of course, in my brain, I was like, boy, you are such an idiot. Boy, you are so dumb. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. 
you can't do right. this. Simple you can't task. do this simple thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's, you got to make sure your interior thoughts are saying the right things. You got to be nice to yourself. Amen. Yes. Um, yes. And, and if your interior thoughts are not nice, then, then we've got to figure out what, what's going on. Is there an unmet yeah. need that, yeah. um, you know, or do you need to, um, you know, connect with another human person? Do you need to, um, find some kind of outlet? Do you need to get yeah. outside more? Do you need to exercise more? Yeah. Exercise has been another big one. Um, even if it's okay. just a simple walk, um, because it's all energy. Yeah. It needs to get out. It know. needs to get out. I think that's a really beautiful thing about what you said about making sure that for those of us that have this deep interior world, that we do have places for stuff to go. Because um, for me, I am almost, um, there are days when I try to minimize sensory input. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much that gets into my mind, that yes. gets into that deep interior, that I have to start like, you know, throwing up my Wonder Woman bracelets and like pinging stuff off of me because I just can't, literally, I don't have the bandwidth for it. Right. Like it's just too much because yeah. so much is in there. Yep. Um, and so I find um, the beautiful truth that you said about making sure that you have a place for stuff to go. So I actually... <laughs> We're going to talk about your place because you've got a really beautiful new project that you're working on right now that I think is one of your places. But um, so I have so many ideas all of the time. Yeah. And, and and then I very often feel unaccomplished. I feel like a failure because right. I'm not doing something with them. Right. I'm not finding a place for them to go. And um, so I have this, I use humor a lot, but humor in kind of a a snarky but still humorous way of um, like when I see things that bother me. One, I understand that we're not supposed to live a life where nothing bothers us. Okay. So yeah, like yeah. if we get frustrated, if we have irritations, that's okay. Right. <laughs> we're allowed to have them. Right. But I create a place for them to go. So I've actually created, it's like a little corner of my mind um, and it's like a box, but it's open I because so I can like throw stuff in it and close it. Um, but I've done this practice. So when I see things that irritate me or frustrate me, I just, I say it out loud. It's like the, um, I think it's the Japanese practice of pointing and calling. I say it out loud and then I'm like, things I hate. And I put it in the things I hate box. Right. And then that's it. Right. Like then it's gone. And, but I've done something with it. I've put it in a place, you know? Yes. Yes. So I just think that's really funny. So let's talk about your places. Where do you put your stuff? Because you're you're not you don't have those two blogs anymore. Yeah. So I I started a new blog, yet a third one. Um, but this okay. one, um, it's called Passing Through Mountains. So it's a little bit easier to find than the French one. Um, okay. The inspiration for that title comes from a quote from a favorite saint of mine, Saint Jose Maria Escriva, who's the patron okay. saint of the ordinary, which I, I love that we're oh. all, we're all ordinary. And, and so, but every, his, his main point is that everybody can become a saint. You don't need to be a Pope or mother Teresa. You, right. Everybody is called to be great um, right. in, in their own corner of the world. So um, right. he, he talks about, um, you know, the inevitable obstacles that come up in our life 
like you said, there there's irritating things in life. And he says, right. Don't let those things uh, discourage you. You shall pass through the mountains. And mm. I, I love the image of, um, you know, we live around mountains now, you know, when you're in a dark valley and, or yeah. you're in a dark path and like, there's no clearing and, and you just think like, oh, is this ever going to get better? And then all of a sudden, like the path opens up or yeah. you, get, you get your destination on top of the mountain and you can mm -hmm. see the view. And um, so it just, but that's it, what it feels like is to, it, it, that's, that's what you're saying that, that describes is like, you're actually, when you're in that place that feels so dark, you're actually passing through mountains. Exactly. Is that the picture? Oh, wow. That's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And, oh, and, I, oh, that, I mean, oh, that's beautiful. Well, yeah. So it, it just really spoke to me when I was, um, you know, kind of feeling like bored and, and needed some kind of like that outlet we've talked about. Yeah. And I thought, mm -hmm. okay, so where, 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 when is my path going to open up? And, um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's important to just acknowledge that we're all passing through mountains. We're all, yeah. Life always goes through mountains some way or another. Nobody is exempt from struggle. Um, right. So, um, so anyway, you got I just, that right. Yeah. So, and, and we all have to process it one way or the other. Um, yeah. So, and then, so, you know, joining hope writers kind of has given me um, the, the know-how, like, okay, so I do need an email list. How do I get one? You know, the, like the nitty gritty, um, right. how to market it in a way and, and what posts are popular and um, yeah. how do you write a, a, you know, a meaningful um, post that people will read. Yeah. So can you speak to that a little bit? I know, I know. Um, I, so I think a lot, I don't think, I know a lot of writers kind of feel pressure to write about what's popular, to connect with people where they're at. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then if we, if we lean to have, there's, there's certainly relevance to that. That's, that's legitimate to consider. But if we lean too heavily on that, then I think that we start to lose the authenticity of whatever messages that we have. Yes. Um, and, and, and then if you, if you lean heavily on the authenticity of your message or the clarity of your message, I don't think that's actually a bad thing. I think it's a good thing because I think it helps you find your people. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So how are you doing that? How are you finding your people and, and balance? I mean, are you balancing that? Are you, you know, what's your strategy? Um, yeah. So my first post um, was actually inspired by kind of identifying my reader and, um, I just started writing out some attributes of um, who I, I actually envisioned my reader to be age, mm. um, you know, place in life, um, you know, marital status, all, all this stuff. And I read it to my husband and he goes, well, that sounds a lot like you. <laughs> and so, um, but I, I looked at him and I said, well, yeah, but do you think other women could identify with what I've described? And he said, absolutely. You know, so yeah. we are, we yeah. are connected to each other and, um, and I think it really helps to have that person in mind. Um, mm -hmm. and so when I launched it and then of course I have a Facebook page and, and my husband shared my Facebook page, um, you know, you have to like be okay with putting it out there if you want readers. Um, it was popular and, and a lot of people said, wow, this really spoke to me. And, and that's like the genuine authenticity that you're talking about. Um, yeah. 
now if I want to gain more readers and, and passing through mountains is, is pretty new. Um, so I don't have a huge reader base yet, but if I want to, you know, attract readers, then I've got to use the right hashtags on Instagram. Yeah. I've got sure, to write sure. a, a title that's, um, you know, not clickbait, but something that will attract someone to click. Why should they click here? So, right. uh, you know, the title should be something like five affirmations to tell yourself, you know, something yeah, like that for sure. People are going to click on that as opposed to just some kind of flowery title as much as I love flowery now, titles. I know. I, you know, oh my goodness. I am so glad you're talking about this because I struggle so much and I am such a dig your heels in tenacious, full on stubborn woman Yeah, <laughs> that I'm like, I don't care what they say I should do. Like, right. this is my heart and this is how I'm going to do it. And I think a lot of times it gets me to the right person, but not as quickly as if I would just bend my will a little bit and just yes. listen to some of the wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, for one, you know, I don't, when blogging first became a thing, I subscribed to all sorts of blogs and then a lot of them uh, turned very salesy really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Promoting their own work and, the, and that's fine and I get it. And that's, you know, their ways of generating income. Um, but the, the ones that became real salesy, I unsubscribe. And yeah. um, so I, I think there's been a shift. Um, people are looking for the authentic, organic and, and natural yes. things. Yes. Um, yeah. But they're not going to look for it either. So you've got to no. find a way to yes. show them. To put it in their face. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, you are passing through mountains. Um, how do we... It, well, tell us before you tell us how to find it. What do you write about and who are you writing to? Because I want the women listening to be able to say, oh, that's me. Yeah. So um, I'm writing to um, women like myself who are middle-aged. They, um, What's middle-aged to you? For me, I am nearing my 40th birthday. Um, oh my gosh. Then what am I? I'm 45. <laughs> you're, I'm like middle aged. I'm thinking like, that's like me. Right. And you're like, oh, I'm getting close to 40. I, no, I, th I think we're all middle aged altogether. No, <laughs> there is no age limit, but it's, it's certainly not. It's probably not going to speak to people who are um, the millennial generation. Um, hmm. Okay. Clear enough. Yeah. So these are, um, you know, people who are, who've had some punches thrown at them, you know, life, sure. life's given them some curveballs. Um, I write some about, unexpected joys. Yeah. Yeah. Unexpected joys and unexpected trials. Um, yeah. You know, for example, I have a dear friend who struggles with infertility. Um, mm. uh, maybe readers who struggle in their marriage or, Maybe they have children that uh, maybe have special needs or it's, yeah. it's people who are finding themselves like, goodness gracious, this life is so tiring. And is there anything yeah. is what, so what, what's the point, you know? Um, yeah. I'm in the dark Valley and I need to see that I'm actually passing through mountains. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I do kind of make it feminine in nature. I, you know, but it could be for men. Um, anyone who's really like just kind of tired of this valley yeah. and um, 
but you know, people who um, they're looking for inspiration, they're um, needing affirmation that what they're doing is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, living life is takes courage and yeah. resolve and um, yes, you know, does. one of the, one of the things that I need is, is just affirmation and someone to see what I'm doing, especially as moms, mm. uh, we do so many small things and, yeah. and not that my kids or my husband take me for granted, but it's easy to, to miss those little things because they're always yeah. there and they're small. Right. So I need right. someone to say, Hey, I see you. And you're a rock star because you are washing the dishes or, you know. Yeah. um, Because you're holding it all together. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And uh, so, okay. So it sounds like you're really speaking to the heart of moms. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. I I didn't want to make it a mommy blog. I didn't really want to write about my kids necessarily just for their privacy, but I spend most of my days momming. Yeah. So right. you know, that, that's a lot of what's in my brain. Well, so you um, have a lot of wisdom to share. You have a lot, you know, of all of that deep interior world processing that's gone on to share. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I guess I do. Um, you know what the thing that that's kind of grounded me is my faith. So I do talk about my faith life and, um, okay. I was so, just going to ask you if you incorporate that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm Catholic, but it's not necessarily for Catholic readers. Um, yeah. It's, um, could be any Christian. It could be anybody who, who you know, believes, you know, has a, a religious uh, foundation. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And because that right. is also part of your deep interior life is, is the spiritual yes, nature of things. Yes. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and that's good for the women listening to know so that they can determine how how they fit into your readership. So I want women to check you out so, because you've got some great articles and you email, I'm on your email list. How often do you email articles? What, is it once a week or twice a week? So I've been trying to do it once a week. Um, this week, I actually submitted something for her view from home. Uh, so okay. I don't have anything to give to the readers this week. Um, and then on Mondays, I try to come up with some kind of inspirational quote that goes okay. directly to your inbox. So Awesome. I love it. I love receiving it. So thank you for that. I'm glad you subscribed. Yeah. So how can the women subscribe? How can the women listening check out Passing Through Mountains, get to hear your heart through your writing and your musings? So uh, it's www.passingthroughmountains.com, all one word. Okay. And uh, there is a subscribe button on the right side, right underneath my picture. And uh, they can also find me on Facebook, Passing Through Mountains. Uh, just put it in the search bar and you'll see my okay. my face. And, and great. We will include there. those links too. So awesome. um, people can just click and find you there. So um, Kimberly, one of the things that uh, I ask everybody on the show, for the women listening, you know, we have this primacy and recency memory. So we typically remember what happens at the beginning of the conversation and at the very end. Yep. So uh, what is one truth that you would leave with the women listening that you would want them to remember after the show ends today? Uh, one, one little nugget of truth that I love is the phrase, you are known and loved. Um, mm. And for me, that means like my creator knows me because yes. he created me and yes. I'm 
loved, like radically crazy loved. Mm. Even if you're feeling alone or you're feeling like overlooked or whatever you're feeling, you are known and loved. Um, Yes. and, And that's unchanging. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that truth with us and with me. So ladies listening, you are known and loved. Please do us a favor and go on Passing Through Mountains. Just click on the link in the show notes and subscribe to Kimberly's blog. You will love it. You will be encouraged. I know you will. And check her out on Facebook because we know you are there anyway right now, probably while you're listening, (laughs) scrolling through with your thumb. So go ahead and click on the link in the show notes as well. And Kimberly, I'm so blessed by your time today and your sacrifice of coming on the show and sharing your heart. Really grateful for you. Well, thank you. This was my pleasure to be here. Wasn't that great stuff, you guys? I just love having remarkable women on the show and just the opportunity to bring them to you and bring people, listen, I got to tell you guys, I have met so many incredible women because of this podcast. So here is my ask for you. It's not too huge of an ask. I want to ask you, do you know? I know you do. So just say yes, but think about who. Do you know a remarkable woman who needs to be on the show, somebody who needs to share their story, somebody who can inspire other women to speak truth over the lies in our minds so that we can thrive in any and every circumstance. That's who I'm looking for, and I am relying on you, dear sisters, to give me the connect. All you need to do is shoot me an email at drsherryspeaks at gmail.com. That's in the links of the show notes as well, or you know, just direct message me on Facebook or on Instagram. And thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to hit five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please help us reach our goal of 1,000 five-star ratings by March 1st. All right, my friends, speak truth over the lies, and you will thrive in any and every circumstance. Bye.